Dear KTEL Podcast, I am your host, Christina Alexander. Today's episode is a continuation on our series highlighting leadership and why it is important, not just in sports, but in life. My guest is a University of Delaware alum where she received a BS in human services and a master's of education in higher education administration, a three-time all CAA conference player, as well as the 0405 CAA player of the year, former head coach at FIU and the current assistant coach at Villanova University. Please welcome Tiara Malcolm. What's up, T? Thank you. I appreciate you for having me on. So I'm excited. And of course, I want to dive in because leadership is, is, is what we're here to talk about. So what does the word mean to you today and why? I've literally seen so many definitions and I've tried to kind of put my own spin on what the word leadership means to me. But um, if I could just sum it up, it's literally just meeting people where they are and guiding them with a common goal to get to where you want to go. Is that safe to say that that's changed for you over the years or... I think that's the evolution of it. Um, yeah, because when I first started as a player, that that wasn't what I would have said. <laughs> when I was a player, I probably would have said uh, working really hard to, and leading by example and then yelling at people when they're on the court where they're supposed to be and having them understand that once we get off the court that whatever happened on the court, let go of it. <laughs> Maybe we should go back in time and get that Tierra Malcolm, the player, <laughs> and have her speak then. <laughs> Okay, so as I mentioned in your bio, as a former standout at UD, because that's what you were, and I want to make sure our listeners understand that you you were no bum, you were no scrub, and we all know the story. You didn't start, and then your coach, what was his name? Tyrone Perry, the assistant was the one with the confidence, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of propelled you. We, we didn't forget about Tina. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did leadership mean to you? as a player. Like, I want to talk a little bit about that because I think it's important as we transition and we follow your career. Mm-hmm. Well, first I'll start by saying, I mean, I, I didn't start when I went in, but I will say that I had really good leaders to show me the way um, when I first got to the University of Delaware and and mainly in, in two seniors, our point guard and then our center who I kind of backed up. Um, they were best friends, but their dynamic on the court of holding each other accountable It kind of, I had to kind of take a step back when I first noticed their first interaction on the court that wasn't like, oh, hey, all butterflies and pats on the back. It was, no, you're not doing what you need to do. And so I'm going to hold you accountable. And I'm like, wait, but you guys are like best friends off the court. How can you talk to her like that? And I never understood it. But once I took the step back and then I saw what they had done in the three years since I had been there and how they held me accountable as a freshman and how they led everyone else. I was like, okay, that's probably how it's supposed to be. I love that. I love that storytelling of how um, the journey kind of progressed because oftentimes student athletes think they just come in and especially in this, you know, in this social media era, it's I want it now microwave and they're not willing to work, study, uh, wait their turn. And then when it's time for them, then be ready for that opportunity. So I appreciate you sharing that. So, were you able to transition from playing collegiately to one year overseas in Portugal? You played in Portugal, correct? And then from assistant yes. 
to head coach and back to assistant now at Villanova. Sum up that transition. Now, when I say sum it up, give us what you give us the nuggets you want us to know. But I think it's important that people understand, like from a player to coaching, coaching to an, a head coach, head coach now at an assistant at a very prestigious institution. Sum it up for us. Well, I'll, I'll start with just um, coming back from playing to being an assistant. I knew that I was done playing, um, but I wanted to have a chance to still make an impact in the game. And I was very, very fortunate and blessed that I could go back to my alma mater and learn about the game and about coaching from um, my head coach who coached me and Tina Martin, who was phenomenal. Um there's a lot of stories of, of Tina and I are screaming yelling at me that we won't touch. <laughs> but um, I understood the separation of she's my head coach and that's the relationship that we had. And not everyone else, not every player would have that relationship or would appreciate that relationship with their head coach. It was good for me because um, I didn't need a friend. I had friends. My family was always there. My dad was always there to kind of pat me on the back and, you know, push me along. Um, I knew what I needed from her, which was, I was in the right place. I, I landed at the right place. Um, so again, being there for, for nine years with her, having a lot of success, ups and downs, learning a lot of stuff, meeting people. Um, I decided it was kind of trying to time to spread my wings. So, you know, I did end up as an assistant down at, at FIU and then became the head coach. Um, whew, okay, look, get coach. into it. Um, Our listeners are listening. I hate. I hate cliche quotes, but I will say you don't know what you don't know. Well, well wait, what, um, so what does that mean when you say I, that? When you share that with us, what does that mean? I mean, you think about a head coach and people look at it from, from the outside like, oh, okay, yeah, you're just the one that stands up during the games and you're kind of directing people and things like that. But no, like people from the like academics, they want to know that they're important. They want you in their area. They want to see you in their space all the time to you know, fundraising to meeting with your sport administrator and going in and, and you know what they're going to ask and they want to know what's, but then they hit you with this. And I'm like, well, I don't know, to, to budgeting, to hiring, to making sure that everything is, is on point. And who's your person, who is that point person on staff that can keep everything together that if you call them, no matter what, they're going to have an answer for you. Or if they don't have the answer, they know exactly the person to go to in order to get the answer. Um, I didn't understand that probably my first three as a head coach. Okay. As a head coach. Yeah. Which is it, is it safe to say that you understood a certain type of leadership? And then when you became a head coach, it was, it's almost like it, 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 it up. Like there's a different type of, there's different types of levels of leadership. Oh, there's definitely a level of leadership. Most, most definitely. Um, and I, I think it's always what you're comfortable with. And to start, I had, when I started the process of being a head coach, I had this idea of who I wanted to be and how I wanted to coach. And, and it, it wasn't me, you know, it, it wasn't my genuine self. I wasn't authentic. I was closed in. Um, I felt like I couldn't be as open as I was as an assistant. And, you know, and, and you you live and you learn. And, and if I had to do it all over again, would I change? Maybe, maybe not. You know, I, I don't know. Um, 
but that's kind of the point where I learned that there are levels to it and levels of comfortability with being in leadership and having to Ooh, be a I leader. I love that. That's the nugget drop, people. Now, I want to kind of expand a little bit about that because there was a question I wanted to ask you when you talked about your relationship with Tina, the the illustrious Tina Martin, because I, I want people to know Tina Martin's been successful uh, at UD for quite some mm-hmm. time. I know she's been in some other places, too. But you talked about you knew what you needed from her. As a player, did you walk mm-hmm. through the door knowing that? Or was that something you, in preseason, was that something maybe, you know, instilled from your parents, from your, you know, your family, your foundation? Like, what was that thing that you knew? I know what I know from, I know what I need from Tina. She doesn't have to show me that. Yeah, honestly, I was, and I guess it's the journey of me just, and, and confidence was a, a real big thing that, I mean, I, I had a successful high school career, but also being from the state of Delaware, you know, I played against competition from other states. I played high level AAU, but I didn't necessarily know what I was capable of. So I went in as just as freshman, like, oh, yeah, I'm on a team. I'm on scholarship, just happy. You know, I could probably play some games. That's cool. Um but she told me right away, like what I meant to the program and the impact that I was going to have. And I didn't understand it while she was saying it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, lady, like you're just talking. Um, but again, it took for me to not have as successful of a freshman season as I wanted. Like I wasn't on an all freshman team. Um, I was the first or second person off the bench for most games. I ended up starting like six games because this senior in front of me got hurt. But it took that evolution of freshman year. And then I had this moment where I was like, you know what? I'm not getting what I want. I oh, think I'm yes, going to leave. We all had those. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and this is just mainly because I don't know how much detail you want to get into, but mainly because we're playing the conference tournament. One of my other teammates, I'm normally the first forward off the bench. She put the sophomore in ahead of me. I didn't understand that. I was mad. We ended up losing the game. I was mad. I probably wouldn't have helped this. He was mad. Him, but that was her decision at that time. But, you know, and it took Tyrone Perry for me to say, no, like, you are in the right place. Like, you also have to do the work because you're not where you need to be. You need to be in the gym. You need to get in the weight room. You need to, you know, start watching film. You need to understand what it is that we need from you as a player. And once he did that, I was like, okay, now I see where Tina is. Tina is, if I need her, she's there. If I need to understand something from a basketball standpoint, she's there. Our relationship grew once I once I got it, when I was a senior, and then it really grew once I got on her staff. Okay. And I, and I love that as you show us the progression from player to assistant. Now, I kind of want to do a slight transition. As a black female assistant coach, okay. what does leadership mean to you now? Now you kind of you kind of touched a little bit upon your experience as a head coach, but what does that mean to you now, being mm-hmm. an assistant, really impacting the lives of our you know female basketball players today? Well, I, I just think that representation is so important, and I mean you could tell just from the love that women's basketball has been receiving at every level, um, especially lately. That, you know, if if we are out there and, and we can be seen and we can be seen in, in these positions, then it matters to the next generation. Um, for me, it, as a black female, you know, it's always just representing myself in, in the best light, um, being available for my players 
being human for them to be able to understand, like, there are some things that you're going through. Been there, done that. Like, I can't give you the the blueprint to be able to get through it. But if I can drop a little bit of knowledge to you so that you can have the tools to be able to get through it or make it seem a little easier, then I, I've, I've started to do my job. I love how you touched upon the part of being human. I think we often totally forget that not only as professionals, but as athletes and as women, we're just do, 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 make it happen, get it done, hustle, hustle, grind, grind. Like, no, we're human beings. Now, is it safe to say that you're utilizing all those leadership qualities as a head coach? Is it different to use them as an assistant or is it just innately in you? Like, Well, it is because at the end of the day, as I'm doing things, like I always have to remember where I'm working and who I'm working for. Like, it's not my program. You know, it's it's Denise Dillon's program, the Villanova Women's Basketball Program. So um, understanding that I'm always a representative of her, but she's also really, really good with giving us the leeway to say, hey, like if it's something that you're that you're good at, that you have a passion for, go ahead and pursue it. If it's something that can give our young ladies an edge while they're here and an edge once they leave us, I want you to be able to share that with them. I like that. And shout out to Denise Dillon again, another successful head coach. Look over here, what our female head coaches. Now, do you think leadership as an assistant is often overlooked or underappreciated as a skill set for success at the at the division one level? No, I, I, I honestly think that especially now within the past like five years, head coaches are really, really starting to understand what leadership is. And I think they're also understanding that if that's one more thing that I can take off my plate as a head coach with taking care of the leadership of my team, then I can focus on other areas. I can just focus on getting them better. I can focus on, you know, learning them more as, as people and them learning, learning me and learning our staff. Um, You know, I I think it's, I think it's very, very valuable. Mm. If an assistant coach is listening, that was the, that was like the, the the nugget drop right there. Something that they need to start thinking about. Now, I want to get a little bit more personal. What makes you a great leader? Mm-hmm. Like, what makes Coach Malcolm and what they call you, Coach T, Coach Malcolm? Because you you've evolved. Just they, they, they call me T. I'm okay, T. We're gonna call you. We're gonna call you T. What makes you a great leader? Hmm. I honestly. I don't know that I'm a great leader. I think that I'm a good one. Um, and because I found a way to adapt and um, with just with the tools that I have and, and everything that I've learned up to this point to bring it to the table. So I wouldn't call myself a great leader. Again, I think it's, it, it's not circular. It kind of exists on a spectrum, you know, so you want to always continue to, grow and learn and stretch yourself. Um, because if you just kind of keep going round and round and round in a circle, you're, you're not necessarily accomplishing anything and you're not touching as many lives as you, you should be touching or, or impacting in, in your position. Love that. Love that. So if you, not if, when you're recruiting, you're out on the road, you guys just came off the road. What are some of the key components that you think when you're recruiting is in a, a player that's a great leader? Like, what do you look for? 
I like to see them, and I know this has probably been said a million a million times, but I, I look at it from a different lens once I see it. I want to see them in all different situations. So I want to see them when they fail. I want to see them when they're succeeding. When they fail and they have a teammate that's not, that doesn't normally do well, how are you celebrating your teammate? What are you doing to your teammate when they come to the bench? Are you embracing them? That teammate that may have kind of stepped into your role because you weren't playing well that game. Are you embracing them? Is it a, um, are you kind of standoffish towards them? Um, and then I like to, as I'm, as I'm sitting on a sideline, like I like to take notes as to certain situations that happen. And I want to see how aware they are to be able to go back in time to that moment and tell me what you were thinking and how okay, you were Okay, here come the psychology piece. All right, higher education, UD, <laughs> masters at work. Okay, I, I love that because I think it's important, you know, and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I've been out the game for a minute, but when you're recruiting someone, it's really not just about defense, offense, your parents in the stands, you know, the sneakers and all that. It's really about high level and what can what's the potential of you coming into my program and making a difference that's long lasting, not just on the five people who play, but the people who don't play, the individuals who are a part of our program. And like you said, about growing and it's on a spectrum. So I like all the things that you added. I'm going to take it a little bit further and okay, <laughs> and ask you, what are some other components that you look for in leadership? Hmm. I wrote notes now. Sorry. Share them with us. Our listeners are right here. <laughs> um. So some of the components of, of that I think are, are really really important with with leadership. Um. I think you have to be a great listener. You have to be a a, a great learner, like a forever learner. So you can't say, oh, okay, yeah, I got whatever offense. Like I'm good. Well, how are you teaching other people? Um, how are you embracing the rest of your teammates to be able to understand and get to your level? Um, I think you have to be willing to stand alone in leadership. It's, it's a lonely position. Wait, let's talk a little um, bit more about that. What do you mean by that? Well, I think that it, you think about leadership and if you're doing it the right way, you're able to embrace your teammates. You're able to hold them accountable. Um, you're able to enjoy the happy moments. And, but sometimes as a leader, like you always have to reflect back to your yourself and how you're approaching other people, what your conversations are like, what your tone is like. And sometimes you got to check yourself, you know, and you may be sitting in that room by yourself and like, ah, taking everything back. Did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? And, and it may be a moment where you have to humble yourself. You know what? My bad. I know I yelled at you in that situation. I approached you. I was just feeling stressed. I want you to know, like, how do you want me to approach you in the future? And not everybody can do that. Trust me, not everyone can do that. I, I couldn't do it for probably like the first 32 years of my <laughs> well, life. Well, I'm sitting, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm listening going, now, wait a minute, T. Now, we, we go back a little bit. I'm like, hold up. When I talk about growth, yeah. people, I'm just happy that you're on this platform sharing this because... I can honestly say, yes, I can hear it in your voice. This is a testimony and I love it because it's, it's authentic and it's transparent. I hope our listeners are getting this because you are absolutely right. Like first I'm going to go to the first 40 years and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost, you know, 45, but we ain't telling nobody, but I'm, st I'm still trying to work <laughs> on that. So I, I love that. Uh, what else you got? What else you got? I cut you off. 
Um, and then just being comfortable in your skin. I think that you can't, it's hard to hold other people accountable and tell other people where they need to be better if you're not also willing to take it the other direction. That was the nugget. Yes. I am in total agreement with you on that one. Okay. So you have over 20 years of experience playing, coaching, looking back on the best players that you've connected with, recruited, impacted, what made them special? If you could pick one thing. Their communication and the evolution of their communication. So it's like I talked about me as a freshman, like I was just there. And then I said, okay, I'm just going to yell at people. And that's my idea of leadership. But to be able to learn to communicate with different people in different ways, that's not easy because you think about it as a player in the heat of the moment, I need to be able to deliver a message to you. You may not receive the message the way that I want to, that initially comes to my mind to deliver it. If I have time, let me try to try to switch that. So this delivered to you in a way that you are going to receive it. So again, we can be on the same page to reach that common end goal. Look at Coach T out here preaching to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so looking towards the future, what's next for, for Coach T? What's next for T? I, I am I'm in a good spot. You know, I, I said, and again, you talk about the evolution of, of what you did. You know, I was at FIU for four years. I failed. Uh, which, which I'm okay with saying because it, it's a part of life. Like if you go throughout life without failures, then honestly, that's life. I, that's not life. It's, it's right. a fairy tale, you know, it's, it's utopia. Um, but you know, just from, from getting fired to, to having an extended period of time where I wasn't working, you know, just kind of figuring out whether I want to get back in the game, do I not to, you know, kind of going and working with students that weren't student athletes and being able to mentor them and help them and, and understand that they needed the same direction and help and mentorship that the student athletes that I wasn't working with needed um, to, you know, being back in athletics at the University of Delaware, working in student athlete success and leadership development where I wasn't coaching. You were coaching. In all of my interactions. Yeah, I had that mindset of a coach, but in being able to deliver to student athletes from a different seat. Um, you know, again, it's, it's everything that I can just put in, in my tool bag to, to carry with me and deliver to other people. But I'm, I love where I am right now. Um, again, I work for a, a great person who allows me to be my authentic self. You know, she pushes me. Um, which I would expect because she, she is about excellence and, and doing everything the right way and not cutting corners, not skipping steps. Um, but I'm loving where I am right now. You know, I, I've had the opportunity to mentor one of our players in a one-on-one -on -one leadership uh, role, you know, just because she said that she wanted to learn and, and grow as a leader. You know, she does everything well on the court. She does everything hard. She's a great example, but she's missing you know, the other pieces of leadership. So Denise um, has allowed me to do that. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You kind of segued yeah. into my 
my, my next question, which was what kind of impact will you have wanted to leave when coaching concludes? And when I say coaching concludes, it really actually never concludes. It just evolves mm -hmm. into something else. Coaching is a lifelong thing. I think everybody, everyone has the ability to coach. Um, I think I'm hearing a book. I think I'm hearing, you know, a master class for Coach T. But what kind of impact will you have wanted to leave? <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me is just for the the young ladies that I come across and that I impact, for them to understand that life is an evolution. Like you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs. Don't get too high, don't get too low. Um, but understanding like you have an impact everywhere you are. There's a lesson to be learned literally in every single thing that you do. Um, have a plan when you go about things. Be okay with the plan changing and embrace people being, you know, kind of a part Love of it. your plan. Love it. All right. Cool. Join us next week for another relatable story on the Hear K Tell podcast detailing the transition from sport to career. If you're with us today, like, leave a review, do all those good things, whether you love it, like it. I am your host, T. I absolutely appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. No problem.